Happy Dimensions of Greatness Monday, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Felicia Atlas. I'm here today on another glorious Monday to deliver the word of the Lord, a dimension of greatness, a revelation that will help you get through this week in a powerful way, in an insightful way. And most importantly, um, going into a new month as we prepare for more greatness God is building, we've covered a quarter of the year already so fast we've already gotten through three months the number three means to establish and before i get ahead of myself i just want to let you know i hope that you've established some sort of greatness in your life so far in this season of 2021 if you haven't it's never too late god is always doing great and mighty things that we know not of But the purpose of this podcast is that we can know them, that we can have an idea, that we can have the vision of the Lord and understand his purpose for us in the kingdom and establish those purposes in the kingdom, especially for such a time as this. There's no greater time to understand the Lord, to understand yourself in the Lord. It's one thing to understand the Lord. It's another thing to love the Lord, but it's a greater dimension to operate in that love and that power and establish the purpose of God in your life through that anointing, the anointing of your identity, the anointing to possess the land. We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about dimensions of greatness through attaining dimension. And I just want to urge everyone before I begin to seek after revelation, continue to seek the heart of God. He will always reveal himself. The word of God declares that those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And I have been enjoying the Lord, his loving kindness, his goodness, his mercy. Um, I saw an an example through a teaching um, through a man of God that I follow the other day about goodness and mercy following us and um, how those spirits can overtake us and they will never leave us, but they will be with us as we continue to dwell in the secret place of God. It was a very powerful teaching and I really enjoyed it. It just opened my eyes up to how good God is. His ways are great and he has so much that he wants to share with us. So I urge everyone to seek after the spirit of revelation. God wanted me to share that. He wants to reveal himself to the body of Christ, to the people of God, to those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's what he was relaying to me prophetically. And he said to share that you only have to do two things to walk in a spirit of revelation. Number one is love God. The love of God will show you God. It's just like, imagine being in love with a stranger. You fall in love based on intimacy, based on knowing someone, getting to know someone, their characteristics, their personality traits, their the things that make them happy, the things that disappoint them. So that's through love is seeking and searching after who God is. He says, I am that I am, but we have to find out and peel away the surface who that is that it is. And so that we can have a greater understanding and move, have our being in the strength of God. He also says that um, to ask someone what it means when the word of God says that they hungered and thirst after righteousness and were filled. People love that scripture, but ask someone, God, the Holy Spirit is telling me, ask a person that what were they filled with when they hungered and thirst after righteousness and they were filled? Ask a person, were you ever filled after hungering and thirsting after righteousness? Ask that person what they were filled with, saith the Lord. Ask him what they asked that person, what were you filled with when you hungered and thirst and thirsted after righteousness? And God said, through that question, 
he's going to reveal uh, himself and begin to pull back layers and um, show you identity. The identity of Christ is highly important because that's how we gain our identity. The more you know a person, you can find out yourself. The more that you interact with people, you interact with who you truly are. You find out, oh, I don't like when people do that. I don't like when they do I don't like that. I don't like that kind of food. I don't like that kind of this. You find out more about yourself interacting in life. God is life. He is the Ruach breath of life. He is the cool of the day. And so finding out your creation, why you were created, all of that just leads you into a dimension of greatness. But God says to seek love first and then to ask the questions. Asking the questions will reveal answers. Knocking on the door reveals answers. Seeking and finding reveals answers. All these are dimensions of intimacy. And God says, as we go into the second quarter, of 2021, there's more greatness, there's more access, there's more availability, there's more opportunity, greater, greater, greater is what I hear in the spirit, greater works than these shall ye do. So God is going to mirror the first quarter of 2021 and exceed it. He's going to supersede it according to you seeking after him. That's the word of the Lord. So this is a precursor of what we're going to get into for the month of April. It's going to be great. Jesus always follows a pattern to establish his word. He always follows a pattern to fulfill his, his word. And he doesn't go outside of that pattern, but he can um, not alter, but he can transcend himself into greatness to cause different facets to shine through the pattern in the word of God. We're going to get into it. Today's going to be an anointed word. It's going to be a word of deliverance. It's going to be a word of establishment. It's going to be a word of revelation. Great and mighty things, God keeps saying, that you know not of is what he wants to share. I keep hearing the spirit of the Lord. Great and mighty things that you know not of, saith the Lord. God is going to reveal revelation. That's why he wants us to hunger and thirst because he's going to be releasing strategies in this season. You built this in the first quarter. You had this idea and there were things being birthed. You don't even know that it's been birthed. You don't even know that you've given labor because of revelation. You don't even know that you're in labor because of the spirit of revelation. God wants to show you that you've given birth, that you're in a birthing season. And so now this is the second trimester. Oh my God. This is the second trimester, saith the Lord. God said, this is the time. Oh my Lord, where is this coming from? God said, this is the season where that child where that intimacy is breeding the identity of the next phase of of the promise the identity of your promise is being cultivated saith the lord and god says to prepare for the birthing because you're in an incubation stage saith god oh lord where is this coming from <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So God wants you to know that you're going to the second trimester. And this is a beautiful thing because the third trimester, third, 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 third. So you're in the second trimester, but today we're going to release the revelation of God from a place, a standpoint of three. And so now I'm understanding why God is saying what he's saying. Praise the Lord. All right, let's just recap a little bit about last week. Oh, another thing. We're still talking about the dimensions of greatness through dominion. We're still talking about dominion. We're still talking about possessing the land, possessing the original purpose. I don't know how long I'm going to be talking about this. I don't know, but I know that God keeps adding weight, glory, power, substance, sustainability to that particular word of dominion. He wants us to access things because in the spirit realm, in the heavenlies, even in the world system, gates, 
Remember, gates represent government. Those gates have been opened. Doors have been opened spiritually through the kingdom and in the world system. So the enemy is acting because he knows that there's things being released in positions that are have become available governmentally in the spirit as well as in the natural for the people of God to possess. So as the enemy will try to counteract these occurrences, God is giving a greater weight and glory of revelation for people to walk in and possess because how many know there are giants in the there are giants in the land. And so when you possess the land, the spirit of dominion goes with you to destroy the yoke to destroy the yoke, to destroy the yoke, saith God. Man, today must be great. Okay, so let's just recap a little bit because I'm getting ahead of myself and I hate when I do that. <laughs> I love to talk though. I just get to talk and I'll just be talking. <laughs> so last week we talked about because of the anointing, Levi part one. Who is Levi? Oh my God. I didn't even get to get into Levi because last week I was really trying to establish a foundation because I myself didn't even know where God was going to go with it. And so I tried to um, be led. I was led of the Lord to discuss the governmental structure of Simeon because it's very important that we understand that because the blessing comes from a place, just like your paycheck comes from a place, the blessing comes from the place. And that promise is housed in a governmental structure. So the way the Bible says that the, the government will be on his shoulders, Shechem represents shoulder. Shechem, um, again, just to briefly um, recap on, on the last few weeks, Shechem is the place where Joseph was taken. Shechem is the place where Simeon and Levi went in together and killed everyone because they defiled their, their youngest sister, Dina. And um, a lot of things happen in the spirit, but we never really hear what does all this mean? Where does all this come from? Why is all of this even in the word? God doesn't do anything without a purpose. Every period, every dotted I, every cross T, every comma, every colon, semicolon, everything in the word of God has a purpose. So we read through the word of God. Felicia is guilty as well. And we skip over where it says, um, and God and, and, and Moses went into, um, um, you know, Shittim or, or Joshua spoke over the land of Shechem or um, Gehazi had a son named Jehazel or we don't read what these names mean uh, and we don't stop to study. But I guarantee you, if you ever just sit back, especially this Dimensions of Greatness podcast and just research some of the things, you will understand and see God in his vastness and his capacity and his capaciousness. He's wide and he's vast and he's trying to stretch us and he's trying to um, enlarge not only our territory, but our understanding because in order to possess the land, that's our original purpose. We're blinded by the world. We're blinded by things of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the attacks of the enemy, and it causes us to be stagnant in our identity. Our identity has to develop just like a child, just like a baby. They talk this way when they're born. When they're three, they talk totally different. When they're six, they speak differently. When they're 10, they speak differently when they're 18. I mean, I glory over my daughter every day. She's 21 now, and now she's a businesswoman, and she's having meetings and conducting herself in a professional way, and I'm like, yeah, but she didn't always speak like that, you know? She was uh, she was a homegirl in high school, and she used slang, and now I'm just watching her develop as a young lady, as a professional, and um, we evolve in our identities. And so all God is doing is he's stretching us so that we can evolve to fulfill and possess the land. And the land is our original purpose. You guys wait until I release these products 
that help you to um, establish your original purpose. It's going to be great. God is doing great things. He's raising up people that have no idea that they're being raised up. He's doing it in a peculiar way. He's doing it in, a, in an unexpected way. So we talked about the economy. Three things last week we talked about that God is doing. He's establishing your personal economy. This is where government and resources meet. So you have a resource, you have a gift of calling, and then you it's housed under um, a structure in the kingdom of God. It has to be done that way because the word of God declares in the book of Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. How could we be successful or how can we become successful if we're not wrestling against flesh and blood? There must be a spiritual structure to house our abilities that govern us legally, that watch over us legally, and that protect us legally. And so this is where that governmental structure comes from. So your resources in government cause your economy. People ask, why are you not successful? Why is this? They don't know why this. You don't know why this is going on. It's because your economy is dependent upon the governmental structure in God and the resources that you possess, those two things come together and they establish your economy. That's how you grow, that's how you flourish. This is why the children of Israel always carried the ark and always desired to build a house. When the house was destroyed, we gotta rebuild it. It wasn't just to seek the presence of God, but they knew the power and dwelling amongst God because there was a structure there. There's a system that commands the blessing, if you will. So God is gonna expedite your products. He's gonna expedite resources. He's gonna expedite your gift and calling in the season, meaning he's, ex he's exceeding uh, the time frame. He's breaking the barrier and the boundary on time for your sakes say at God. And so he's also establishing budgets and he's giving an allotment. The tribe of Levi represents this. I'm going to get right into it as we get into the third son of Levi. Okay. So the budget and then the market, the market is going to have an influx. There's going to be traffic and opportunities like never before in this season. It's already begun and it's going to carry out for the next two to three years. There's going to be um, a great and mighty um, stance in the world system to possess certain opportunities and to lay hold on the promises of God. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. So I ended last week's episode by briefly discussing the tribe of Levi. I have been blown away by what this guy is about, what his lineage is about, what his tribe is about. Oh Lord, it's going to be great. There are so many things that God has shown me concerning this tribe. I was blown away by Reuben. I was blown away by Simeon. Still learning about each of the sons of Jacob. There is a purpose and a principle for why these boys were born. I guarantee you we're going to get into it. Levi is, um, I might, I don't want to say the most important brother. He's, um, uh, I don't want to say he's the most important brother. Levi is, there could never be, we wouldn't be here without Levi. <laughs> I'll put it that way, because so many of the things that God established for us in him, in God, in Jesus Christ comes from the third son. You guys know that I always talk about the number three, my daughter's favorite number. And I hope she listens to this because I want her to know three has always been her lucky number. And although I don't believe in luck, I want her to understand the spiritual significance behind the number three. It means to establish. And I'm going to show you that today. God is releasing an establishment anointing, an establishing anointing that is not an operative anointing, which I'll get into that later, the difference between the various modes of anointing. And there are operative anointings called that cause you to operate in a certain thing. And then there are anointings that cause something to be made um, 
permanent, um, that makes a structure to be firm. It, it, it's not transit. And so that's an establishment anointing when something has to stay. And so um, it's the reason behind being in the church and laying hands on someone and that person is delivered, but then they go right back into what they just experienced yesterday or being with an abusive spouse and you go right back. There is an anointing that caused the yoke to be destroyed and you're not going backwards, you're going forward, forward motion. But there are some anointings that they need to stay. They don't need to be transit. Some anointings cause you to be mobile, but some anointings cause you to be firm. You need to stand firm. You need to be built upon the rock, like with, with Peter, on this rock meaning it's not going anywhere. It's it's firm, building that house on a rock. And so that's a whole different anointing. So today the Lord is gonna release an anointing of establishment through the gift of revelation. It's gonna be different than um, anything I've ever really heard. And it's been very interesting studying Levi, the third son. Um, Isaiah 10, 26 says, and the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb, and as his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now we talked about Simeon representing the shoulder because Shechem represents the shoulder, the neck, the governmental order. That's what this all comes down to is that yoke being destroyed from off of thy shoulder, off of thy neck. The governmental structure that was established to destroy the promises of God through Simeon and Levi when they went into Shechem and killed all those people and took the land without their father's knowledge, without their father's permission. Okay, that is very, very, very important that we understand that. We love that scripture. I don't know anybody that has a favorite of us, that they that they use the scripture more than this passage, but I challenge someone to study the entire chapter of Isaiah chapter 10. It is full of revelation. It's it's weighty. Um, there are a lot of different um, avenues that you can go in concerning uh, establishing a grace in your life. But Isaiah was one of the foremost prophets that was used to establish the coming of Christ. And he had insight into who the Messiah was. And so he's talking about the anointing, destroying the yoke. Um, it talks about uh, removing the governmental pressure off the shoulder and off the neck. We use the scripture a lot in church. Oh, the, uh, the, the anointing will destroy the yoke. But no, it's not because there are revelations that come along with that. There are sacrifices that come along with that. Altars, offerings, um, many, many, many different things in the spirit that takes place for this to be a consistent walk or consistent occurrence, consistent miracles in your life. So I'm just going to pull back the veil, if you will. And um, today we're going to talk about, because of the anointing, Levi part two. We're just going to piggyback off of what we've been discussing and establish more of the identity of Levi and how Moses came about and the power of his prophetic ministry. Moses was a prophet. Moses might be one of the most foremost prophets in the word of God. That's because he was responsible for bringing in the children of Israel into the promised land. But it's not just that. It's, he's not just significant because he brought the people of God into a promised land. He's significant because he established the method. He established the system. 
So, and that's why we're able to go in and possess land. But people think that's just an Old Testament thing. No, 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 no. We're possessing land right now in 2021. Okay, so because of the anointing, this particular episode will be for those seeking to empower an establishment anointing for the purposes of God in their life. You have a gift, you have a calling, but it's here and there. You might work on it. You worked on it in January. You didn't touch it again until February. Then you looked at it a little bit in February. Then you haven't touched it again until today. So that's not an establishment anointing. An establishment anointing is firm. It's being built. Nothing's going to move it. It can't be shaken. It can't be shifted. And so that's what we need because our understanding has to be strong in order to move forward and possess the land. Okay. So Levi is the third son of Jacob. He's known most to most of us as the father of the tribe of the Levites. Come to find out Samuel is a part of the tribe of the Levites, uh, the prophet Samuel that established the kingdom. He established the kingdom anointing. So that's very important to remember. Ezekiel is part of the tribe of Levi. Very, very important because he establishes the vision where the vision meet the priesthood. Samuel is where the prophetic word meets the priesthood. Ezra is where the prophetic word meets the priesthood. Malachi, they all shifted into the kingdom and had to establish structures that pertain to um, priesthood and other glories as well. So they attached themselves, not only to the priesthood, but to different glories as well, such as the kingdom, the prophetic word, Ramah, Bethel, the Babylonian empire, all of these different territories have different graces. That's very also, it's also important to understand that study the places in the Bible. The places in the Bible are just as important as the people because the person represents a place. The place represents a person. They all come together for purpose sake. You're nothing without a place. If you're not a place, you don't, if you're not in a place, you don't exist. And if you don't understand where you are, you have no purpose. So they all come together. Genesis 29. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, now this time will my husband be joined unto me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. So she's rejoicing again. Leah's re uh, uh, Leah is rejoicing again because God is once again blessing her. But this time she wasn't talking about the sons. This time, when she had Reuben, she said, God is, did this. And when she had Simeon, God is going to bless my son. But this time she says, my husband will be joined unto me. My husband will be joined unto me. We know that Christ is mentioned as the husband. Man. And you guys, now you need to really um, listen because it's, it's going to get uh, weighty as it pertains to the spirit of revelation. So the husband is being joined unto me. Um, your husband being joined unto you. So she was with a man that wasn't connected. So you have Reuben that came, he's your creative glory. You got, you, you wrote a book creatively. And then you have the promise of God, which is sending in the second son. You opened a school, but nobody's coming to it. So that's the promise of God. Simeon represents the promise. Reuben represents the creative. You have your creative. Okay, I wrote a book. Then you have the promise anointing, which is I'm gonna establish a certain thing. That's Simeon. But in Levi, they're being joined together, your creation, your promise, your anointing. So you cannot move into the fourth dimension. Fourth means to build. Remember, we talked about that last year, to build a structure. Every structure in the word of God has four sides. And so God can't do anything without the number four in your life. So to get to four, you got to have one, two, three. So first creation, second 
promised third anointing. So Levi represents the anointing. This is how the tribe of the Levites were established as priesthood. This is where the oil of Aaron comes forward. This is where the people are worshiping in the temple and establishing or in the tabernacle and establishing the promises of God and distributing land. This belongs to you. This will be yours. 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 This is yours. This is yours. This is yours. So if you want to get into a, this is your season, you cannot bypass understanding the third son, Levi. Levi means to attach, to intertwine, to unite, to remain, to borrow, to obligate to lend, to abide, to borrow, cleave, or join. So he's joining through this anointing, through this son. Jacob had 12 sons. 12 is an official governmental order and structure. But God says you have your creative anointing through the first tribe, Reuben. That means I've given you a gift. You have the ability to have an economy through your creation. Mine is not yours. Yours is not hers. His is not his. Everyone has their identity through their creative anointing. That's what makes you who you are. Then you have the promise anointing. What am I promised? What am I guaranteed? What is the governmental allotment through this promise? Every promise has a governmental allotment. Okay, you started the school. You only had two people come, but the word of God says that you will have more people come to the school that can be numbered. So you have to live according to that promise, to that word, but it will not come to pass until the third anointing hits, which is the third tribe meaning to attach. So the creation attaches to the promise, the promise attaches to the anointing. This is how the yoke is destroyed. Moses is the third child representing establishment. So Moses is going to take these people into a land they're not deserving. They don't understand. This is new to everyone. They don't know about oil. They don't know about the Levitical rights and rules and regulations. There was so much going on. But God said, I have to establish this because there's a pattern. Okay, so the third child represents an establishment anointing. It's attached to a promise and destroys the yoke from Simeon from Shechem. So Moses had to do this because although Joseph restored his brothers, that anoint or that spirit of destruction that came through hatred through Simeon, Leah said when she gave birth to Simeon, because God saw that I was hated, the spirit of hatred was still following the children of Israel through Simeon. So he established the anointing, the yoke destroying anointing through the Levites to break the curse of hatred, of lack, of poverty, of, of shortage, because that's where they were after they destroyed Shechem. They had to go to Joseph to be restored, to be able to eat, to be able to have a livelihood. Everything was dying in the land of Canaan before Joseph restored it. I'm going somewhere with this. Genesis 32, 26. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and he said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi, all the sons of the anointing, all the sons of the attachment, all the sons that want to be joined together, gathered themselves together unto Moses, 27. And he said unto them, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, gate to gate. The second son, Simeon, has the gate on his flag, on his banner. The gate represents the government. Every man go in and out from government to government throughout the camp 
and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor so that the governmental hatred can be broken off the people of God and that we can move into a land of promise and possess the land. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses and there fell of the people that day 3,000 men. Three means established. The word, the promise, the anointing has broken the curse of the uh, destruction of Shechem and now the 3,000 men were slaves. For Moses had said, consecrate yourselves today. Now consecrate yourselves. So this is how the people of God begin to get into a place where God, where God is just me and you. I know that there are different people around me. I know I have 11, I know I have brothers and sisters around me. I know I have family around me. I know I have, you know, cousins. I know I have friends around me. I know I got people at school. I know I got people on my team. I know I got people at work, but I'm going to consecrate myself unto you. This is where this comes from because it's attaching them back to the original purpose. They cannot possess the land before they are consecrated unto God to walk in this original purpose. So every man upon his own son and upon his brother that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. This is the day that the children of Levi, the tribe of Levi become a priesthood. You shall be a chosen generation, a, a royal um, nation, a peculiar people, I'm sorry, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of God. So this is where the oil begins to flow. This is where the word of God begins to increase. This is where the uh, purposes of God begin to flourish. The Bible even says that the children of Levi, they didn't even need their own land. Their possession was God. And so you have this ability, you have this calling, but you got to attach it to the purposes of God. This is what the third son represents. I have hours and hours and hours of research concerning this and revelation concerning this. I can't wait until next week. I didn't even scratch the surface once again. I hope you enjoyed today. I enjoyed sharing it with you. Remember to go to the WordPress site or visit Felicia Atlas's um, Instagram page and then you can click the link. Make sure to send me a comment about how you like today. Remember, it's because of the anointing. We're going to talk more about the anointing, all different kinds of anointing, establishment anointing, moving anointing, transmit anointing, all kinds of purposes and powers to get you to a dimension of greatness. Enjoy your month of April and enjoy this week. May God be with you and the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Goodbye.